0: Star date
1: 02022023. <laughs> oh, that's the that's what that's the star date.
0: It's definitely the star date. Um, welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast covering new and classic Trek. I'm your tennis elbow suffering captain for the night, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have
1: Clyde your oh,
2: damn! Hey, I- crush I- her. <laughs> Just saying you gotta crush.
1: Oh man, look, you know, I can never get it right, guys. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can never get it right.
0: One day, Paul. One day. One day.
1: Not that day is not today. Not anyway, today. Anyway, who, who I'm are here? y'all? Clyde, Paul, Mariah, we're here. I, I apologize.
0: <laughs> Good job. Um, yes, tonight we are reviewing and chatting about the latest trailer for Star Trek Picard because they gave us yet another one like DJ Khaled. And we are also going to be talking about Dr. <laughs> Beverly Crusher as we prepare for season three. Um, but first, a few reminders. Uh, Paul, where can people find this podcast?
1: Well, if you like to see our podcast or hear our podcast, we're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. All links are at uh, StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content, which I know you do, uh, consider uh, joining Patreon. And for just $2 per episode at Patreon.com slash Pod. And we will keep on churning these uh, amazing episodes out. Like, you know, these most amazing episodes. And and if they're dumb people, they'll just get rid of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clyde, what can people do if they want to interact with us live on YouTube this evening?
2: If you're watching us live on YouTube and you say, hey, I want to be part of the show, then you can. If you want us to read your comment, your question, your funny thought, your pun, uh, correcting us, we just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in chat, and we'll take a look at your comment. And when that special time comes and you want to share your thoughts about the show, just type capital H, capital F, capital HF, and we'll take a look at your general comments and thoughts.
0: Yes, in indeed okay y'all i think it's time we fire up some metaphysics shields and get into some
2: hot breaks.
0: it's some hot breaks time um what did y'all think of this latest trailer drop we'll start with the trailer
2: thoughts paul thoughts? what did you think
1: I don't know, man. I feel like I'm I'm like a broken record. I go, "It's hot." <laughs> <There's> <laughs> I, think I I I I feel like I'm, I'm that guy who like oh he. he there used to be a, a a commercial for Life cereal. There was a thing called Life cereal, which is basically <laughs>
2: Mikey likes it.
1: Yeah, like like oh, give it to Paul. He likes everything, and I'm like going, I don't know, like you know, I I'm like historically with Picard, I've been like you know, oh, it's really exciting in the beginning and then i'm like oh is that where we went we landed but like each each new season i'm gonna like oh they're gonna get it right this time it's gonna be so perfect It's gonna be everything i want it's gonna be both new and nostalgia bait it's gonna be like nostalgia bait <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna copyright that term paul yeah,
1: yeah, and, <laughs> and, and like i'm uh, i'm i'm on board i'm like you know uh, I, I love, you know, I'm a big Seven uh, fan, you know. Uh, I think, like, where yeah. where they've taken her character is pretty awesome from, like, for, if, if you were watching her from your Voyager days, like, you know, she has, like, this immense, like, you know, arc, like, over mm-hmm. the, the decades. You know, I, the ships look great. I thought, like, man, Clyde, choo-choo, choo-choo, you know, he, he should be happy about that. Like, it's, and I feel like, they're hitting a tone that I like like strange new Worlds hit a tone that was like both new and nostalgic, nostalgic, you know? And, and I feel like uh, maybe this season is taking the little hit from that and able to capture that a bit, but I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know, like, yeah, like in an infinite, the time loop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck in the time loop. um, Clyde, did you have a hot freak?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul mentioned a little bit of it. But, I mean, if I had to, to put it in a word, shiny. Um, the set design. Like, it, it's interesting um, to think about this preview, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, we're going to talk about um, suspicion later. And so going back and watching even the later episodes of Star Trek, I feel like a lot of times we, you know... Uh, Next gen. Yeah, next gen, right? We'll go back and watch, you know, some of the other episodes. But I was glad that we chose a later episode to kind of see, okay, here's where they were in the last couple seasons. And so watching that and then, like, and thinking about the set design, and there's a moment, we'll talk about it later, where the, uh, the Ferengi Doctor grabs like a case Mm -hmm. and i was thinking oh my goodness that looks so plasticky so much like a a lego case one of my kids have right and even when when beverly's scanning you know a patient i'm looking Mm -hmm. at these tools and i'm like oh man and you know you know 30 years ago it was like this is so amazing when I see this preview, everything is shiny, everything is metallic, everything is like uber cool. You've got the pew pew pew. So there's fighting. You've got characters, you've got the ships, and the ships look amazing. Like I, I mean, as marketing goes, this is pretty good stuff. Like, I'm I'm interested yeah. to see as we get into the episodes and we talk about the episodes and we think about like the story and stuff like that, but first glance it's it's hidden some of the right notes you know and i i i I, and i'm also we've heard a lot and i'm trying to look through these previews and and weave some of these things together like we've talked about like you've got this new villain you've Mm -hmm. got lore we've talked about lore like Mm -hmm. there's so much i'm trying to figure out how it's all going to come together
0: yeah i'm feeling like it's feeling like an extent a really long movie and the other reason that it feels that way to me is Terry um Metlas is that how you pronounce it Matilus Terry Matilus maybe I'll figure it out before the show starts. Um he did an interview <laughs> with um uh trek movie um and talked a lot about comparing it to some of the original Trek series movies and there's a lot of inspiration mm-hmm. drawn there it's more naval there's a little bit more military esque things going on which I think is why we're feeling that In the trailer, it's, like, all of the pew-pew-pews. It's the space battles. Um, And it's, like, a seriousness to it, which I think will be interesting. But they threw a lot of humor into that trailer. I also found it very interesting that they premiered that trailer during that big football game at one of the championships. I don't know which one. West, East. I don't remember how football is divided. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Um, So I thought that was an interesting marketing ploy was to like put that out there for football fans i'm like i wonder what the overlap is of football to star trek
2: lots of action but yeah probably not a lot of
0: but i do wonder from like specifically people who grew up watching captain picard you know what i mean like i wonder what that demographic breakdown is anyway i found it interesting to Uh, to think about but the other thing um specifically in this interview that i kind of grabbed a few pieces of that anthony pascal did at Trek movie um is a, a few character pieces which is always where i get the most um joy out of seeing in these um shows so seven of nine he said it is very much a conflict to her for her about how fast she was inducted into starfleet and whether or not she truly uh, belongs, So we're going to get more belonging storylines from Seven of Nine, which doesn't feel surprising, but it does feel, I think, worthy when it comes to her being inducted into Starfleet after so long. Um, Worf is apparently dealing with the fallout of the Dominion War. And uh, Ed Spieler's character, he has revealed is a member of Beverly's sort of, he calls it the Doctors Without Borders group who's helping people on worlds that Starfleet has forgotten, um, which I found interesting as well. Um, And then he said, the reason that Beverly will only reach out to Picard is that there's a reason she can only trust him. Something is going on that is dire enough to reach out to Picard in this way. The stakes are very high. So setting up, some big cliffs to fall off of Ooh. Ooh, I, I, I mean it's, <laughs> i think
2: this is this does feel like it's the final season this does feel oh, yeah. like it's setting up a bit because i mean you're throwing everybody at it right mm-hmm. it's like 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 even in that clip you know we talked about it before but you know moriarty's in that clip and i'm yes, just right. like i was and i was thinking about it before the clip came out and we were talking about this last week i was kind of like or two weeks ago i was like how how are you gonna like? How do you weave him into the? Why would you weave him into this? They're thro- like I'm I'm half expecting to see Wesley Re- Wesley Crusher and Tasha Yar in here, the Romneyland Tasha Yar. Like, it, you never know. It's I mean, Commander <laughs> so Sela. I mean, pretty much, <laughs> we're throwing everybody into this, so it's almost like this farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Like we get to say goodbye to all of these characters though they'll probably show up in a movie later or do some weird time traveling cameo and discovery or
0: i feel like everyone's just gonna pop in and do voices in lower decks like if i was a legacy character of star trek i would be like i am down for all the lower deck stuff because voiceover work you don't have to get into all the makeup or the costumes Like a lot of times they send you a kit, you do it at home. Like I
2: mean, if if you're Michael Dorn, you gotta be like, sign me up. Right. Like, I'm you mean I can just be in my pajamas and you know, and you're gonna pay my day rate, yes, sign
1: me (laughs) up. I don't know, like like I I have a different take on it. Like if you're like like living on like Star Trek money, which I assume everyone there is, like, you know, because the residuals still must be so much. Do you go like oh, I only do the stuff that I want to do, you know? Like, because I I would be in Malta with a pina colada. Well, I, <laughs> so I'm I, sorry, I, I th- I'll be on <laughs> Risa, like literally make my own rice.
2: <laughs> well, I think so. It's interesting that you say that because I one I feel like I wonder if the residuals, like they were they they were kind of light, and then recently they just like. I bet, that, I, bet there was a dip.
1: I bet there was like you know sure. like th- there was this and then like uh, a, a dip and then like boom Netflix and everything like I well mean, they huh?
0: don't you don't get residuals from streamers Ooh. but but
1: that that sh- like you get residuals from the the sell right or like every time a uh,
0: I don't know I've property- heard I've heard it's not so great <laughs> so but,
1: but they TV. but they and, and they would have gotten their contracts in the golden time before streamers. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so, like, but who knows what those look like now, now that right. they're just on streamers.
2: Right. But 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 the thought is, is, I think it's hard, right? It's it's hard to not be typecast. Like, yeah. here's the thing. Someone like Ma- Ma- Marina Sirtis, mm-hmm. if she did a movie tomorrow, it's going to be a struggle to not see her as Troy, right? Jonathan Franks, too. Like, if he wanted to be in front of the camera again... How do you look at him and not see Riker? So I, I think it's tough. Like I mean, Picard had a whole show that we struggled that I struggled with for a bunch of reasons. But um, I, I so I, I think that the opportunity for them to say, hey, I want to practice this craft, mm-hmm. lower decks is a fantastic opportunity to do that if they want.
1: I I, I concede your point, Clyde. Sir, you 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 have.
2: <laughs> I mean, that being said. You know, Marina Sirtis, if if you're if you're listening or watching, I'm I'm going to see whatever movie you're in. Period. I mean, point blank.
1: Like, like you've you convinced me, Clyde, like all the cast of uh next generation, they're poor. They need the work. You've convinced me. You've done it. you
0: done uh, it, I, don't Clyde.
2: Think, I do not think they're poor, but I'm just saying.
0: Um, yeah. I just watched a really bad like holiday, like it wasn't even a um a lifetime original holiday movie. Yeah. It was a to be, I think it's a to oh, be holiday sure, sure. movie. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the doctor uh was in it playing like a random character. He popped up and I was like, What are you doing here?
1: Well, what is know, happening? You know, I I I I I uh I Robert
2: directed, Picardo. Uh, yeah.
1: I, yeah. I I've, I've like, you know, directed a movie uh that I wrote and he was in my movie. Robert I, Picardo? I, yes, yes, and he is amazing. <laughs> I, I love Robert Picardo. Or I see on occasion, like like he's like, call me Bob.
2: Bob? No, no. I refuse. I would not do that. No, but, 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 but not calling him Bob.
1: But b- will bo- not. Bob really enjoys working.
2: I'm I'm not calling him Bob. I'm not calling him Rob. I'm not calling him Robert. In fact, I'm calling him Robert Picardo. <laughs> that is the name but like, hey what's together. up Bob no it's hey what's up Robert Ricardo? <laughs> that
1: is how I'm doing it coach from the wonder years <laughs> that's, that's where I do that's, him from that's yeah. true. oh man that's right
2: yeah,
1: exactly that's where I do him from so I was going like mm-hmm. oh like, he,
2: I think he shows up everywhere more than anybody else he
1: does yes. he he, I, he, s- he gets great work like you know he, he, yes he, uh, like, and you know he is amazing to work with but, but like you know he he he's anyway I didn't mean to name drop it just it just came up it's, organically
0: it's fine we all get we we all get our moments like when I got to meet Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd at Star Trek Day you know we'll just
1: wait wait, wait. <laughs> uh you know like did, were there anyone else at no. Star Trek Day no nope. because like I feel nope. I feel like nope. you know like like You'd be crazy to miss that. I wasn't on the podcast yet, but like, but it would be like if someone were to,
0: i oh never going to live it down. No, no Oh my God. He's never going to live no. it down. I, I, uh, I've been a little sad. I've been looking at our inboxes to see if we got invited to the Picard premiere. Cause I will be in Los Angeles when the Picard premiere is happening in Los Angeles on February 9th. And I was just like, hmm. That's okay, nice.
2: so so that wasn't just me who was you know doing a little like sad we didn't yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone someone asked me. They were like, "Oh, are you going to uh, are you going to the premiere?" And I was like, um, n- "No, I don't mm-hmm. think so." They, I was like, "Are you?" And they were like, "Yeah," and I was like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: "Okay, mm-hmm. 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 okay, mm-hmm. guess so." Mm-hmm did i make a joke did i fall out of favor i guess i'm i'm not paramount's not my friend anymore i guess so
0: okay. i don't know we'll see what happens but i'm uh, i'm excited either way so let's discuss beverly crusher <laughs> are you guys ready to jump wow into... well
2: before before we do that mm-hmm. there's someone in the chat who has sent a lot of chats so we should just say hi to uh mike mike garcia hi mike
0: hi Mike. Hi, and uh mike you can correct in the chat if um uh this isn't true but uh mike will be joining us for the premiere of picard coming to review the pod staying up late with the central timers while we hang out coming back with the west coast so hi mike we're excited to have you back um yeah i think it's time for some hot freaks about suspicion (laughs) All right, Joe, what did you think about suspicions?
2: You know, I love a good Star Trek like murder mystery courtroom drama. The only thing that was missing is like the tribunal (laughs) crash council, but
0: yeah. It did feel like a law and order episode.
2: (laughs) It did. I mean, which you know, I feel like you gotta get one or two of these in every episode. I feel like Voyager had these like every three weeks. I mean that tom Paris and and um oh um tom and uh Kim Harry Kim, <laughs> Tom and Kim were always getting in trouble and needing a lawyer, like I was thinking man you you really need to have an official like Star trek legal team on your ship. It's just it would be helpful like you you need a you need counselor um no, I thought this was a was a pretty good episode. I love the fact that it was a A Beverly Crusher focused and centered episode, like truly from beginning to end. Um, And I thought she did a bang up job, you know, shout out to Gates McFadden. Uh, And just because I think for so long, we saw her getting little bits and pieces and being a part of the ensemble, but not really having a whole lot of meat. And she's a fantastic actress Um, I also remember being really upset when she wasn't there for that was like, was it a whole season? Like a half a season? Season two. Oh my goodness. I was like, I I was almost ready to stop. And so to fast forward to season six and to see that she's got um, an episode that wasn't even so much about her being a doctor. Right. I thought was fascinating and interesting way to go. And again, you have the ability to do that when you've got like 24, 25 episodes yeah. in a season. So you you can do, you can take that type of chance and and spend that time. And so I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it. I really did
0: enjoy this episode. Yeah. I had never watched this um, one before that I could remember. So that really? was, uh, that was a fun, fun watch um, to see Beverly kind of in, to, in her like, prime really going through it and getting a whole episode on her own, like you were saying, Clyde. And I always love any episodes that have Guinan in it. It's just like, I I love Whoopi Goldberg. So I was just like, (laughs) oh, and it's, I don't know. There's like an air of mischievousness at like all times when Guinan is involved. And so I'm always like, what's the angle here? This, this can't just be like, I'm here to be the character you're going to tell this story to, you know, like where's the little twisty. So I liked the little twist at the end, and I was like, "Aha! There it is. <laughs> I knew it was coming." Um, but I, I will say, and, and we'll we'll get into it. I thought it was interesting because of other, t- even the the episode we watched with Worf. It felt like Picard usually is willing to just like go to bat and go above and beyond for members of his crew to prove their innocence or their mission. You know, like. But I understand that they have a complicated relationship. Picard and and Crusher but it I don't know I was just like I feel like if this was Riker he would be like whatever you need what resources do you want we're gonna go we'll take the Enterprise into the star for you to prove this this theory you know what I mean
2: yeah this is one of those episodes where if if Grant was with us again keep in mind for anyone who's new Grant um, was as a Star Trek newbie who never watched uh, TNG, and so it was really learning about Picard through the episodes we were watching and recommending. Mm-hmm. If this was an episode that Grant had watched, he would have again concluded
1: because the jerk, like <laughs> just, <laughs> he, oh, yeah, you mean, like you over
2: Picard? and over and over again. You, you <laughs> there are these moments, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, I agree with you, Mariah, and I will. Oh, I'm Clyde, like, this, we're losing this you. is, you know, no, we're did, not quite time loop. sure where your relation. Oh. You're back now. Okay. How about now? Better? Yeah. yeah I was just good. saying, like, we, we understand that their relationship's a little bit weird. But I would expect this woman that we all think that you will someday get with and, you know, and, or at least try, you'd be a little bit supportive, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. You've had this relationship with her former husband. You know, support yeah. her a little bit more, man. That's all I'm saying.
1: So, so, Paul. Let, let, let me play devil. So, like, I, I, this this has always been one of my favorite episodes with Beverly, wow. partly because, like, in general, I sort of feel like Beverly is her her standalone episodes tend to be very reactive. Hmm. I'm in a warp bubble, or whatever like something
0: you know. something happens she's not the instigator of the exactly. thing happening.
1: and this is where she goes i want something i want to mm-hmm. promote this ferengi scientist you know? i want a ghost lover i know the, 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 the ghost <laughs> lover I, we're
0: I, not I, talking I, about sub rosa tonight clyde we're not talking <laughs> sub rosa I hate that episode sorry
1: uh, but but even <laughs> then like you know she went to her her grandmother's you know thing and then this thing afflicted her like you know came on whereas she starts off the episode like hey Everyone, I uh, I went to a conference and I thought that like you know this was really promising and boom, but we even start off with her man, I just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, like she's real. It, it's it's starting hot. She's starting.
0: <laughs> I also thought it was like a weird transition to see so um in like a weird continuity era thing so the the episode opens up with like Guinan coming in being like oh I have tennis elbow Jake yay I'm like really just here to get you to talk about what's going on and like Beverly's like changing getting ready to go on a shuttle but then she like immediately like we go back in time but by the time we get back to where the timeline is the same you know from the beginning yeah. of the episode she's then back in her regular uniform going to try to do an like Get in the shuttle and do this experiment after going through the autopsy reports.
2: Well, and Riker tells her the shuttle's not coming to the next morning.
0: Yeah, so right. why did she change outfits?
2: Well, the other, th- not only that, but I, 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 I may have
1: died. Here's
2: the deal: I'm sure I saw this when it originally came out. I have not watched it since. Really, and and because I've seen the rest of the season, I, I kind of know. But nothing about that opening scene made me even question for a moment that she was fired. Like, and I'm sure when I saw it the first time, I didn't go, <gasps> Beverly's fired. I'm like, all right, what's going, like, <laughs> what's really happening? It just, I didn't, that I didn't respond to.
1: Well, I mean, like, uh, heard, heard. But like, you know, it's it's a trope in the Star Trek, you know, uh, what you call it. Uh, like, when you get into the later seasons, you get you play around a little bit. Like, in Voyager, it, it started off with like, Uh with that, remember that water planet episode? Uh where Mm -hmm. like it it, it starts off, hey dad, I'm in jail for 30 days because of what I did. I'm like, (laughs) I don't care. Like it's just it's just it's just a framework. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, but but uh but as far as my thoughts of this episode, like I've like watching it this time, and I've never noticed this before, like I go like Everyone does things that is not normally within their character. Like 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 yeah. people are doing like like there's this one part where like uh uh Beverly's walking down the corridor and then Riker kinda like sidles up to Beverly and goes, It's gonna be okay. You know, we're gonna it's gonna be fine, but don't do anything like I wouldn't do. I go like, when has Beverly ever done anything that you would have
0: to- <laughs> Also, like, what 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 is use of that information? Because, like, what wouldn't Riker do? Uh,
1: I know. I mean, so it, it's just, you know, it's just really like everyone's doing, except for Gaiden. Gaiden is the only person doing what Gaiden normally does. Like, like she's a little nosy. Well,
0: and, like, the only thing that was out of character was her saying that she played tennis, which exactly. I was just like, you know? I do not believe, but that's how I know something uh, is up. Like. <laughs>
1: not buying this for one minute. Uh, as, as far as Picard like I w- I would I would push back on like Captain Picard uh because <laughs> what else could he do? Like like literally, literally he's, well, he, I said think
0: it- he he probably. I feel like after watching like even that Wharf episode most uh-huh. recently where he was literally willing to like die, Did he, he broke yeah. the rules, like all this stuff, he would be like, "You know what? You do the autopsy and we'll find a way to like deal with it."
1: Like it's, it's like if if you if you know if someone dies on your watch, and then uh and then the family goes like please don't cut into my 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 kid, and mm-hmm. then Picard goes like, dude I. I know they asked not to cut the kid, but like Beverly, I believe in you cut into their kid.
0: But it's like, do they even have to do that now? And like, I saw no, like, I was like, how do you know? They're in these weird tubes. You're scanning them with stuff. (laughs) Do you have to cut them open?
1: That's actually the thing, right? That's where, that's where it's funny because I go like, you know, why do you need to cut them open? Like, you know, that, that, that's, that's where the the weird thing is. It, It isn't the fact that Picard said like, you know, don't do it because like, there's something invasive about like you know the autopsy but like the fact that they just can't go like oh well there it goes there's nothing off with him
2: well i mean well okay here's the thought though okay we're we're dissecting this too much (laughs) but they're not really cutting in because if they cut into what was it jabril Like uh, that dude was alive, so
0: yeah, right. So
1: So they didn't.
2: So they didn't cut into him.
1: But but you 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 saw a big old hole that they get, and he's still walking. So like you know he's like true a biological Borg. That's what he is. He's so decentralized. They
2: they said that his physiology is such that like it's it's all this redundancy. Exactly, exactly. But still, like she couldn't have cut into him too much because at some point, yeah. Like unless he's just he could deal with all the pain you know he's gonna say ow a little something right something like a flinch well, also,
0: like, he, was, he was aware <laughs> enough to be able to hear everything yep. that's what i'm saying even if he like put himself into like sleep mode or whatever for the Jibril. and then my other question was how did he get from the morgue drawer to the ship with no one noticing right
1: <laughs> decentralized <There's>, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, <I'm> just particles <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's it's like it's like the 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 the, 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 what do you call it the crypto. He's he's decentralized.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, like he's in he's in the morgue drawer, right? So, Alyssa didn't like see this naked alien get up rummaging around trying to find some clothes, and then walk down the hall and get into the shuttle. How did he like? And she didn't exactly say. She didn't say I'm going to the shuttle. Like she just said, I know what I got to do. How do he know she was in the shuttle? Like, there are some questions there. I was kind of like, okay, so, yeah. so, so
1: he, here, here's my hot take, Uh and then, I'll, uh, so, like, you guys ever watched the the movie Pitch Perfect?
0: I have yes. seen Pitch Perfect. Okay, yes. so
1: uh, I like once, the, as you may suspect, I love Pitch Perfect because I love everything, apparently. <laughs> but that said, like, I recognize.
0: I'm gonna bring Pitch- you cups the next time I see you, Paul. That's right.
1: hey. <laughs> Like, Pitch Perfect is held together with with bubblegum. You know, like, you know, like, it doesn't, you know, and, and like, it's, it's like, you know, like, a lot of movies that that they, they like, dovetails, come together, oh, my God, so amazing, like, like, uh, like, Memento or something like that, but Pitch Perfect is like, oh, we need this person to say this, Uh, let's just edit, is it going to work? Close enough. (laughs) And then they make story points out of that, and I feel like this episode, is either written this way, directed this way, or something this way where I feel like it's headed, is connected, you know, it's, it's held together with, with bubblegum. And if you just watch it on the, on the surface part, like, you're like, Oh, what a great, what a great example of Beverly Crusher. Just look at her moxie. But if you really cut it apart, like, you know, this is really.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that I, enjo- I enjoyed like Gates McFadden's, um, performance the whole episode i thought she was great i thought the little fight sequence was like i got to see her do a bunch of stuff which i found refreshing and i was like this is great i'm really down for this i like when we get to watch like a singular character go through something especially this far into this many seasons and episodes where we're like we know what everyone's kind of main drivers are right but like crusher i feel like uh and and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. We probably haven't gotten as many episodes focusing on her as everyone else.
1: That this is true. This is true. Like, uh, there, are, like, in the end of uh, season six, this season, mm-hmm. like you know, she commands the Enterprise. It's a
0: and, pretty big arc, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, like, like, like here's the Doctor, Chris, and what's really interesting is like because of this episode. She's able to survive a Borg encounter. She destroys a Borg ship.
0: I mean, so I watch that episode. <laughs> well, yeah, well, should have
1: well, watched well, that. One. It, it, it's, a, it's a two-parter, right? It's the one with Lore, my favorite. And you guys think I'm I'm, I'm a monster for liking Lore? But again, anyway, why
0: didn't we watch these?
2: Why episodes? didn't we watch? Yeah, that would have been <laughs> a perfect this, episode to watch.
1: Because this is this was we we were discussing uh, Beverly Crusher, and this is a, a Crusher specific story. Yes.
2: Yeah, I just didn't want to watch Sub Rosa, so
0: I was gonna say
2: I was gonna say yes to pretty much. We anything.
1: know every morning you wake up, you get your yeah. coffee, you watch Sub Rosa, you go to work. You <laughs> <Listen, laughs> <Go> get it.
2: <laughs> you know I love to hang out with the Patreon, like watch the the watch alongs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But that was one that I was like, what are we watching? <laughs> like <laughs>
1: this is.
2: This seems so, like so sketchy. Like there
1: are like three hundred so some episodes. They three hundred <laughs> some episodes, right? Like of. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> so, so like, if, if if you lose like one percent, the three really, really, really bad episodes. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying, you know, it's it's just at the end of the day, I feel like I'm scarred. You know, my son's birthday passed recently. We had a candle on his cake, and even then, I was like, "I'm not. We blowing this thing out and getting rid of this now. Like, I'm not. Well, well, I gotta. I'm it, now scared of candles permanently. I'm like, no, no candles."
1: It, it, it's Sup Rosa, your least favorite episode uh, of of T Because, because mine, I know what mine is. Mine is season one when they need to go to that vaccine, and Tasha Yard needs to fight for you know, uh, for what you call it, uh, like, uh, for you know, like. Because someone decided that I'm going to marry you, or like I, I choose you, and then the wife, oh man. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, go back to that.
2: <laughs> so, what the, the, um, oh man, we've talked about that one yeah. in, in the watch along, and I think we yeah. skipped it on purpose. Yeah,
1: no, that's a, that, that's a bad <laughs> that, episode. So, that <laughs> is
2: the that's up there with one of the worst episodes. And it started season ever.
1: one, season yeah. one, it start off there. It, it TNG survived,
2: yes.
0: There it is. Code of King's, Honor,
2: yeah. Kang says, Honor, right. We don't oh. talk about Code of Honor here, <laughs> we don't watch it, we don't discuss it. Like, that is a horrible episode. That, uh, that is the worst one. I, I would, in given the opportunity, if I had to choose. I'm taking a candle over the cringy <laughs> terrible episode of Honor. Of
0: well, just to bring it back over here to Beverly Crusherville, okay. uh in the episode that we <laughs> we did watch. Um mm-hmm. I did one of the things I did like about this episode was seeing a Klingon, a Vulcan, um, and uh Takan Bar.
2: That yeah. sounds like <laughs> I was thinking it sounds like a joke.
0: <laughs> I, I did enjoy that we got to see what like science scientists from these different cultures all uh interacting together and in kind of their scientific approaches which i thought was interesting i also thought it was wild that that uh klingon scientist uh karak just fully tossed beverly across the room yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that <no>. was wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's been mentioned
2: before but like it i love like i said i love the fact that this was a beverly crusher episode but like where was the security team this entire episode? Like, right, like a murder on a
0: happened on your ship.
1: Right, did it? Did it because it looked like I a suicide? Mean, it looked like a suicide.
2: Still, by the second time, right? So maybe the first time was an accident, the second time was a suicide. Like, this is suspicious. See how I worked that in there? Mm-hmm. This is suspicious. <laughs> security should be all over this thing. What
1: well, right? was there at the at the suicide? He's the chief inspector,
2: just saying.
1: Like, you know, like what you're saying is, wharf is not enough.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: So maybe I am not saying that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am not saying that.
0: Maybe this wasn't so much a law and order like episode as much as like a CSI like original series. You know what Uh, I mean? Because there's always like the one who's like, this is the straightforward answer. Why are Mm -hmm. you still digging? And then there's the other officer who's just like, we have to dig. This doesn't match up because of their personality. (laughs) 100%. 100%. Like that. That lines
2: up, Mariah, because the thing that drives me a little bit nuts about CSI is that someone's looking for something, and it's never ready until someone else walks into the room, and all of a sudden it's ready. And so Data was examining the shuttle, and Beverly walks in, it was like, oh, aha! It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Timing's just perfect.
0: That's uh, how TV works, Clyde. (laughs) I know, that's how TV works. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, but like one of the things i really liked about this episode like i've always liked about this like, i think and this is why this episode is a soft spot for me is because i suppose like the way i would describe it is like it was like 90s allyship you know like star trek allyship like here is a yeah. Ferengi who goes in and goes like hey i know you're not taking me seriously and here is this person who has such privilege he goes like i will set this up for you Because, like, all the the Ferengi wants is basically to be like, not even a seat at the table, just be recognized that I'm not, you know, that I have something to contribute. And, like, and and she goes, she she risks her career for that. And I think that I thought, I've always, I always really appreciate that for whatever reason. And I don't really like Ferengi, you know, like, I'm racist. I'll admit it. (laughs) Well,
2: Well, to your point, Paul, I think what's interesting is. You know, what we get in this episode is not all Ferengi are the same.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Which, which often we get this, you know, Ferengi has a very similar note. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like, hey, you can't look at it, uh, uh, you can't look at all of us as the same. I'm yeah. different. And so that was interesting to me. I was like, wow. Okay. This is,
0: I will say, yeah, going. Saying. Going and not have seen this episode before, I was fully expecting part one of the twist to have been that the Ferengi was like somehow trying to sell this idea. In some You're way. racist too. <laughs> it's this is prior to Deep Space Nine Ferengi, okay? Yeah. They play with that trope a lot. <laughs> I was just waiting for them to give me the trope that they set up. <laughs>
1: sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you know, I'm, you know, it was just, it was just, it is interesting. Anyway, you were going to say something, Clyde. You look like you were going to say something.
2: Well, well, I just, I just think that, you know, that's part of what's interesting with this episode is that they did set up tropes and we kind of fell into them. Like, I'll be honest, I kind of thought the Klingon did it. Like, I was kind of convinced that the Klingon did it because that's what we're used to. So that, that
0: I'm wondering, that kind of, yeah. When else have we seen uh, Takarans? Because I
1: don't. It's the only. It's the first and only time.
0: Interesting. That's interesting to me. Okay.
1: Because because you know you need them to be able to like apparently die and not die.
0: (laughs) Die and not die. Yeah, that is um, that's wild. I wonder if they'll make an appearance in something um, in any of the new Trek shows because that is like a really interesting idea of like essentially like a a biological Borg. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, in some way. Mm Like, like, like this. Uh, I started watching this episode, then I went through a whole bunch of episodes. Like, because you know, when, whenever I watch an episode, I can't just watch one. Uh, I watch the original Lower Decks because, like, so good. Yeah. Uh But I also, oh, I lost it. What,
0: you I, watched I, multiple episodes. We're talking about Takarans.
1: I know, but there was something about I was going to connect it. It's gone. It's gone. My positive project, okay. my, my my positive track net is collapsing.
2: You know? <laughs> it's failing. Well, I think that's one thing that that's really working about these these tra- these Picard trailers is they do have me wanting to go back and feeling like I need to watch more episodes.
1: Yeah. No, right. Like
2: it, like, like I feel like I don't like I'm like man, do I know everything I need to know about about Worf to be able to watch this if he's gonna be in this. Um, because he, he has a whole second career, you know, whole second, Mm -hmm. you know, rebirth on DS9. And then looking at, at, um, at seven of nine, I'm like, I've been rocking with seven for a while, but like, do I know everything I need to know? You know, especially when I think about how it opens as her on the ship, Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, do I know? Like, so it's, it's fascinating that, you know, it's 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 making me want to see even more Trek uh, as we get ready for Picard.
1: Know, like, uh, yeah, like my uh, the 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 biggest seventh nine growth moment that I remember was in Picard when she when she she euthanizes Echon <laughs> and, and, because like you know because because she's crying and she's doing all that like you see her from seven of nine like you know in, in Voyager and and now you have a crying like you know angry. Like you know, I'm yeah, you know, like like seven, like the, the huge arc where you go like, oh man, this person has gone through a lot. You know.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I um I wanted to ask Gail since you've definitely watched more TNG than I have. What is sort of some baseline things you think folks should remember as we're getting into season three, specifically about Picard and Beverly's relationship? Uh you go, Clyde.
2: Well if you if you haven't seen much tng the the weirdness factor is he was her husband's best friend mm-hmm. and because of a decision that he made i think um her husband kind of lost his life and kind of so, lost his life <laughs> well laugh, dude is dead yeah. and and so that was always this A a little bit of a a block For them it's like hey we have These feelings for each other but You know it's like we were all Friends and because of Our relationship your husband died And now I kind of want to holler But I can't holler because you work For me it's it's like an HR Nightmare (laughs) Um, But there's this There's this clear like Chemistry But the thing that I think it's also interesting that it's also kind of weird. Like they've had this chemistry for the entire seven seasons and it's just, it's the, it's a will they won't they, but it's not as, it's not as much of a meet cute mm-hmm. as like Sam and Diane. It, sometimes it gets a little annoying, like just, just meet already. Um, But also no one's ever seems jealous when the other person is kind of dating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because everyone that, that Picard and, and beverly has dated has been in a hot mess and usually some type of criminal um
1: well actually i have a counterpoint. i have, i have have a uh, a note to that so uh one of the movie one of the episodes I watched was the one where uh like the astrophysicist comes on board like and you know she and Picard kind of hook up do you remember this uh I think Vash? Called... no no bosch no, is the uh archaeologist the treasure hunter like, but like yes. there's an episode where she's lieutenant commander Darren I think her name is mm-hmm. uh, I think I think the I think the episode is called lessons uh, anyway so like you know uh she comes on board you know there's a meet cute they kind of they kind of play music together he he confides to her you know about the flute that he has that like you know that uh if uh, she plays the piano
0: um. you know musical love. And,
1: and, and, and you know, and, and they're making out all over the ship. Yes. <laughs> uh, but what's, what's really funny is that, like, you know, uh, both Picard uh, and I, th- I think it's Darren. Are, it's are talking, Darren yeah. yeah. Are, are, are talking to Beverly, like, you know, and, like, you know, Beverly just going, like, hmm, hmm. Like, you know, like, you don't know if she's okay with with <laughs> this, this happening or not. Mm-hmm. So she looks. almost oh, you can interpret it as jealous. You, you can. Inter- it's so. It, it was pretty. You know. In retrospect, I I, I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. Uh, but like to answer your question, Mariah, there's there are two episodes that I I think are really important. There's one where uh Picard and Beverly are linked like neural uh, uh psychically because of mm-hmm. like an implant, and that's when Beverly discovers that. Picard used to be in love with her. was mm, uh, like
0: reading I, the diary. Uh,
1: and and mm-hmm. so, and so that is, uh, I, I can't remember that, what that episode that was. Uh, but like, uh, anyway, and the, in the, in the, the series finale, like, you know, you discover that like Picard and uh, Beverly, like get married and then get divorced. Mm-hmm. So like, like those, those are kind of like, I would say relationship, you know kind of uh, episodes that are really clear.
0: It's a good list. Maybe we'll publish that on our yeah. uh, on our slack and on our Twitters so if people want to catch up and get ready for the next season. Um, and then now that we're talking about Takarins and we're trying to figure out who the big bad is that only Picard can help her with, do we think Takarins are gonna make an appearance in season three? I don't probably not. no
1: <laughs> i mean like i mean
0: it w- it's definitely a romulan ship that's it looks so romulan it, 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 it looks like like like, art, like abram's yeah. romulan right yeah 100 yeah. yeah
2: yeah I, that's what i thought like the shintar or something like that was the immediate thing that came to my mind yeah. mean, but
0: um help, the verse and picard that huh. would make so many people so angry and i'd be so excited about it <laughs> yeah um <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no
2: i don't think that, that it'll the Takarians will make i mean we've been given so much i don't know that you can throw much more at this yeah it's right? true like we we we've been given we villains, already have our bads like, yeah do we it's- i feel like we got three bads like i'm not even sure who the big bad is like the big bad
1: yeah like you have the captain you have lore and you have moriarty I feel like the
0: captain is going to be the big, big Ben to me. (laughs) She's getting the big, bad, you know, swivel chair moment.
1: She has the big, bad vibes.
0: Yeah. And she's got those scary looking dudes behind her with those crazy outfits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I I, I hear you. Do
2: you think that Lore is actually going to be a protagonist in this?
0: No. I think Lore (laughs) is like in a prison cell and they go to him because they need information. And it's like maybe two episodes. I think mm. I hope
1: that Lore saves the day. I hope I hope Lore is the hero that he's always been, that no one's ever given credit for. <laughs> he is the uh peanut hamper of the you know, uh, <laughs> of Star Trek Universe.
0: The peanut <laughs> peanut hamper saves and then unsaves.
1: That's right. Like, you know, oh like he, he's complicated. He's complicated. He has he has the mark one emotion chip. Come on, guys. Come on, this is and, and, and you met his dad. His dad's a jerk. Always preferred the second kid. This is like where where could this guy go? Where could he go?
2: Wow. I am speechless. I am literally speechless. No. I just want to put up, I'm
0: gonna put up a picture on my Twitter that's just peanut hamper and lore. It'd be like oh, you have no. to listen to the podcast to find out why these things matter. <laughs>
2: No, you're giving people ideas. The next thing we know, we're gonna have a lower deck
1: episode with Lord. Oh my God, with Lord know hamper
2: and Lord. Yeah,
1: that would be amazing. They, they're the big bad of season five of like Lower Decks. That would be awesome and hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anyway, any predictions, um, that you want to give about Beverly and why she's calling for? Picard and Picard can be Obi Wan Picard. You're our only hope.
2: Can 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 we just keep it simple? Like she's in trouble, and that's the person she trusts, and she misses him. And uh, yeah, like she's she's at that. I think it's I think it'll be interesting because when we left Picard, didn't he just like express his feelings for? uh, Yeah, Laura.
1: I'm sorry, I don't know her name. I feel like I'm the Romulan. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no it's it's like it's like Lars. loris Laris. Laris. There, there we go and and we got it this i think what's interesting about this is if we go back to last season we're all like oh man he just needs to tell Laris how he feels and like i feel bad because now that i look back none of us were thinking about gates mcfadden at all like
0: well, we didn't know so, she was coming on for the third season
2: yes and so now for looking at Laris, like like it i think it could be interesting like you know, did they like? Where are they when we start the episode? Where's Picard and Laris? and is this that moment where he's finally on his way to to starting a relationship with Lars, and then the ex calls and is like, "Hey, I want you back. It's been a long time. I'm getting older. Let's do this." Like it's like I'm I'm wondering if that's the storyline, like,
1: or or it could be just like the entourage movie from the series and movie. Where it ends with Vince getting married, and the, when they get to the the movie, they go like, "Yeah, that didn't work." <laughs> <laughs> and so when well, they start off with like Picard, like going like, "Okay, Lawrence, I guess we'll see you."
0: Paul, <laughs> I feel like I've learned a lot about you this evening between <laughs> like, Pitch Perfect and Entourage. I I have questions.
1: <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm crazy. <laughs>
0: I I just I have questions. Yeah. yeah
1: no, no, no. I, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, I,
2: I mean, in fairness, I've enjoyed both of those t- those things too. So like, I can't.
1: Th- there are times when I describe myself as remarkably
0: basic. <laughs> <laughs> You're a p- a perfect movie Paul.
2: <laughs> well, okay. So so Kang Kern says this right. He says he doesn't want to see. He can't. He can't imagine. Ima- he can't imagine Wesley calling Picard dad. I guess this is the thing that's been been. I'm thinking about. So we know Wesley's like the traveler and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Does does he come back for this? Because here's the thing that we also know. We know that the actor whose name escapes me for just a moment. Um. Oh the the actor Wesley Crusher. Um. Louisan. Will Louisan. Wheaton. Will Wheaton we know will we i don't want to say available but you know he's around i mean he's doing the ready rooms and stuff like that so it's not like he's he was in he
1: was in season
2: he was in
0: last season um yeah i mean he showed up but i don't i don't know i i feel like they there's been a lot of talk everyone seems to think this uh ed spieler's character is potentially this like offspring love child of crusher and picard in some way shape or form and i'm not sure about that but uh I also think, I mean, to to Chippy's point, they don't necessarily need to be a thing. They could just be like, "Hey, you're my like ex friends. who I trust. Yeah. Like, yeah. we tried yeah. it; it didn't work. You're with Laris now, but I know that I can trust you because we worked together for that long."
2: And, and has that ever worked? Does that work for people? Like your ex calls, well, and, all, the new, all, all. and the new and 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 the new love is okay with the ex being like, "Hey, come
0: hang out." Every queer relationship, yes. <laughs> i i would say (laughs) i don't know a a a queer woman who is not friends with an ex who probably comes over and still like fixes your fridge or whatever wow wow
2: i'm not fixing any of my ex's fridges (laughs) ever call a handyman i'm not that dude well
0: yeah that's why you're not a queer woman clyde (laughs) this is true (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. not sure if life would be more complicated <laughs> or less complicated as a queer woman
0: um so yeah I don't know I'm I'm fine with the big question mark it can also just continue the will they won't they they did and will they do it again who knows
1: I know it's uh it, it'll be interesting like although I really like Beverly for all of it I believe that Beverly and uh and Troy had the hardest roles uh in, hmm. in in next gen like because and, and beverly had i think the best uh like i don't know a lot of people who hate beverly crusher i know a lot of people who are like Troy is the worst you know
2: how could you hate troy
1: i'm not saying that you are those people and i'm not even saying oh, i'm the people. i just i just know that people are like man she kind of just walks around useless repeating you know repeating things that are pretty obvious i think she's lying. i think he's lying captain no no shit troy
2: (laughs) hey listen somebody Uh, who can empath that's like gold
1: i understand i'm just like having
2: an x-men on your crew like come uh,
1: on i I don't just i don't disagree with that i'm just saying like i don't i've never heard anyone once say like you know you know crusher was you know she was pretty useless wasn't she i've never heard one
0: i i mean to the to their um, points, I don't think the writers were helping those causes. Do you know what I mean? I think Most they sure, were like, "Here are the two women archetypes that we're going huh? to give you on this show. You're going to have the I feel feelings and I am uh, into those feelings and into being uh, perceived in a potentially sexual way, and then the I am the intellect. I am the doctor. I I'm going
1: to patch you up.
0: I'm going to patch you up. I am mommy." Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. you have mommy. You have yeah. So you have the vixen, and you have mommy, and those were the two women that they wrote for. No,
1: no, so not. what about a- 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 grandma? and Grandma, and, and, and then that didn't work out.
0: You know, and then because it's the you know we get a little bit farther, so we do get the the spectrum of a few more characters. But I, it's like the two main characters we've been left with are our vixen and mommy.
2: Sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, now that you talk about it, I think that's one of the things that I struggle with TNG is that some of the types are a little bit basic, particularly as they bring on women characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the things that we've learned to hate about some of that stereotypical writing comes into place, right? Like they're so often, can they exist without um, being part of a love interest? Which is, I think, one of the things that Was really interesting about characters like, because, and first of all, we really think about there weren't a whole lot of female bridge characters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, or at least at the same time. Mm -hmm. But you think about somebody like Ensign Rolaren, right? Mm -hmm. Who is one of the few characters that I don't think there was ever a romantic storyline for,
1: except for was hooking up with Riker. Okay, (laughs) wow. Well, they were all brain wiped, their mind wiped, they didn't know, but, 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 yes.
2: But, like, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's interesting where, I don't right. know. I mean,
0: I, it, <laughs> we're looking at things that were written and created in the late 80s, early 90s from today's lenses, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. there's going to be things that are not up to par now, which I think is, like, I don't know. It's part of the reason I get so mad when people are like, I don't like new Trek. I miss old Trek. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> like the characters are richer. The plots are richer. The special effects look better. And we get, I don't know. There's more boxes are ticked for me on this next, the next you know, next generation of Star Trek, if you no, will.
1: I, I hear you. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like to, to Clyde's point, things were a little more in boxes back right. then. And, and and even and Star Trek has always been pushing.
0: Star Trek has you know, always been pushing. Mm-hmm. And
1: so like and so like even though it you know next gen doesn't live up to our, our lens now, it could not. It could it, it basically could not. Like you know it, for, for its time, it was still pretty, you know, yeah. code of honor aside, you know, it was still pretty pretty <laughs> well, good.
2: I, I yeah, look, I'll I'll sum it up and say I love I, I love O-Trek, mm. but I'm really happy with the character development and how people are portrayed with New Trek. Because yeah. part of me wants to go, yeah, let's just chalk it up to the 80s. But our people in our Slack channel know that I think that what they did to Jolene Blaylock on Enterprise, which wasn't the 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. was criminal mm. and how they portrayed her character. Um and so I think now we're in a place where, when we look at, I mean, we started off this new track with Michelle Yeoh being just a straight badass, and so Oscar I feel
1: nominated like, you, you Michelle Yeoh. Like, you mean future Oscar winner Michelle? Yeo? Yes. <laughs> yes. So
2: I'm just I'm saying like, like I think when we think about the the new the new track has been updated. Yeah, it's not it's not so much episodic, except for something like Lower Decks, mm-hmm. but. And and prodigy, but i I think we've I think Trek has said, hey, we can still be all the things that are Trek, but we've grown, we've matured, we've learned, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't mean that old Trek is bad. But i I think it it it, it also helps to talk about it critically and mm-hmm. to say, hey, I don't like the way this was portrayed, but I still like the story. It was a good story. It you know, it's it's you know, I still love it, um, without endorsing everything about it. Right, hundred yeah, percent,
0: um well yeah I'm excited to see Beverly Crusher in this era of Trek. I think is what I was like ultimately trying to get to is like she got put into these boxes and so I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens when she's able to break outside of that box.
2: So do you Word. so do you think she'll be more I mean whatever this this new character is Wesley's gone. She's older now. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're going to see less mommy? Beverly? I mean,
0: I don't think you have to separate mom from like a strongly written character, right? I think <laughs> it's like just making it more dynamic. So do I think those elements will still be there? Sure, because that's like how the character was created. Like those elements are not going to go away. But I'm excited to see what happens when she's beyond that.
2: I, I think I'm really interested to see because I don't know that we've ever seen them on screen together. I'm just interest, I'm interested to in see the Beverly Crusher and the Seven of Nine characters mm-hmm. interact. Yeah, like you've got two really strong female leads. The way mm-hmm. I look at them, like you know what what does that what does that look like? Do we get to see that? That would be That'd I'm be kind great. of curious. About. And, and before we go, because we're talking about it and it'll be here soon, I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about. Kind of old Trek characters mm-hmm. And Seven of Nine is kind of both We haven't really talked about any of the Picard Cast. Regulars mm-hmm. Yeah
0: like, I i mean who's left besides uh, Seven of Nine and Rafi I don't
2: know
0: From the trailers those are the only two that that's I've the, seen
2: that's, Well that's the thing from the trailers That's the only one we we'll see Do we think we'll see anybody else Like, and, and I gotta be honest I'm not a huge Rafi fan I'm trying but it's a struggle <laughs>
0: I think they're going to give her an interesting um, plot this season because it looks like we're going to get some like dark, grimy, underbelly stuff. Which I'm I'm here for seeing that part. You know, the future can't okay. all be bright and shiny. There's got to be darkness to wipe out, right? Wow,
1: wow, that's that's both uplifting and s- remarkably cynical.
0: I am literally living in a place right now where my power goes out every other hour. So I'm I'm living in cynicism. (laughs) Well
2: and before we go, Chippy mentions that like is it me or does there seem not to be much Troy in the trailer?
1: That's true. I only saw her like twice, right? Or like
0: Yeah. I mean it's definitely seems to be the Riker and Picard buddy, buddy up for a lot of the trailer, but it's also (laughs) I mean, I remember from Discovery trailers that almost everything in the trailer was from like the first episode. So it's mm-hmm. possible that almost everything we're seeing in this trailer is from the f- first episode and a half, with maybe a couple of peppered in space battles. You know what I mean? I'm just hoping
2: that we get a character like Book from Discovery that is that we that is just really lovable.
0: Mm.
1: I would go the other way. I would want <laughs> to find a character who you'd like to hate.
0: Ooh, like okay. mirror, mirror michelle like mirror Giorgio.
1: yeah like, like like yeah like what you call the empress mm-hmm. and, uh, she she was she's my favorite character well not maybe not my favorite but she's, she's up there arguably, <laughs> she's up there she's up there especially that uh the time portal one that episode oh, it's oh so, it's good. so good oh my god okay i'm, I'm yelling again i apologize
2: maybe, <laughs> maybe i just want a character that you love to love like mirror tilly aka captain killy
1: captain killy oh captain killy Love, love me some hmm
0: mm-hmm. All right, Joel. All right, y'all. anything we're, else before we wrap spinning. it up?
1: Nope. I think we're, okay. I think we got to wind down the, shut down the core.
0: Shut down the core. Turn, turn the switches off. I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you all so much for joining us this week. We will be back February 16th to discuss the premiere of Picard. It is happening. It is coming. Um, and we'll live stream and chat about the premiere. Mike will be back. I'm really excited. You can subscribe, rate, and review uh, on Apple. We'd love if y'all could leave us a review over on Apple if you've been enjoying these. Uh, visit StarTrekPod.co uh, for links to all the places to listen and for the Patreon. Clyde, where are we on Twitter?
2: Check us out at, at Star Trek Pod on Twitter. Shout out to Karen who helps who runs our Twitter. Thank you, Karen. We will see y'all next time. Live
0: long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Holla.